now streaming on Peacock. Deep in the woods stands a lone door. What's behind the door? Nightmares. Your worst nightmares. Time to fight your demons. Who are you? I'm a weapon. This girl is a cold soul killer. I'm gonna end this thing. Are you like the Terminator? The Girl in the Woods. A brand new series streaming now only on Peacock. Good morning, and welcome to Music to My Beers. I am Zach Miller, joined alongside Warren Cluck, and we are with you each and every Sunday um, for at least this fresh episode this week um, going into the holiday season. Let's not promise anything. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll reveal our holiday plans here in just a little (laughs) bit, but we do have a lot to talk about. One, uh, we're getting deep, deep, deep into that holiday drinking season. I'm excited because later on today, I'm going to try a brewery for the very first time during our split one segment. I cannot wait. I intentionally waited until this moment, and uh, it's it's a moment of excitement for me, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. We have to get the B-movie, the snow's falling, the stouts are popping. It's going to be a great day here on Music to My Beers, and thank you for joining us here on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is Music to My Beers. Music to My Beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. Uh, if you uh, if you've been on the internet at all this week, you know that there's a lot to, a lot going on. Yeah, as far as drinking goes, you and I will talk about a little bit that uh, later on. But one of our favorites uh, is is about to return. One of our favorite beers. It's what is it? The snow's coming down. We're about oh. to hit January, which means Hop Slam. Oh man, is coming back our way. Dude, I I am so looking forward to January. That was always something that I would look forward to right after the first of the year. Got a little bit of money in the bank account, and I would j- go and at least buy a six, if not a case sometimes. I know some people would buy several cases. I don't remember the exact year that Hop Slam debuted, but I want to say this was one of the first double IPAs. It may have been the first, but it was definitely one of the first handful of double IPAs I've ever tried. Because remember how we were like, oh my God, this is 10 point something percent. Like, yeah. you got to so be careful. Hoppy, it'll punch yeah. your tongue. Yeah, you'd get it downtown at like Fiddler's and come into smaller little 10 ounce like tulip glass, and you're like, yeah. whoa, it's very strong. I mean, now things have obviously changed since then, and our tolerances have increased, but there was a time when this was, you know, it was, wow, I got six of them. I can't believe it. I'm going to make them last, and this year it's coming back. Um, One of the things I like about it, too, is it's got that great honey finish. Mm. It's so well-balanced. That was the thing about it that, yes, it's a tongue puncher, and it's got so many hops in it, but the fact, and I mean, you mentioned 10.2, but the fact that it had such a roundness to it when brewing beer, that was always something to go for, is that nice balance where you've got, yes, the, the hops, but that honey just adds a little bit that the malt can't actually do. And I don't know what it is, um, but I'm a, I'm a big fan. In years past, and this has all obviously changed since the pandemic, but I know that Bell's for the longest time, for, geez, 15, 18, 20 years now, has done uh, their eccentric day where you're invited to come down and party. There's the, the, you know, the, oh, mid- yeah. the midnight release of Oberon in the spring. That was always a big night. Everybody gets down to Bells at midnight on the, on the release day, Sunday going into Monday, and they party all night. And they've done it a couple of years now for Hop Slam, where they've had people out. They've given away exclusive tours of the brewery. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And, uh, and this year, obviously, because there's a, uh, a pandemic going on, we're not going to gather. They've 
they've done something a little bit different, but we're all going to be able to participate a little bit. Ooh. Uh, as long as you buy your Hop Slam and you're 21 and up, obviously, they're going to uh, kick off the night in January with a virtual tour of the entire brewery. They say with some surprise stops along the way. Oh. Uh, they're going to have somebody guide you through a tasting of Hop Slam focused on the sensory, and they're also going to show you... Um, how they evaluate the raw ingredients that go into making Hop Slam. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's going to be a digital or virtual Q&A, so it'll be like a big Zoom call with the brewers. Which Wow. If I'm sitting back <laughs> looking at a screen of Zoom callers and they're all craft beer Hop Slam enthusiasts, it's going to be like looking into a portal, like a portal of another dimension. There's like 700 different Warrens on this call. I'm like, wow, fat bearded guy. All right. Yeah. Really like IPAs. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I want to say that there was a, a virtual cheers or a virtual toast that Larry did on their Instagram account where he did, it was like one of those live Instagram videos, um, for Oberon. I think he did it back because we missed it. Yeah. And then there was like a later date that they launched it. And so there's just a virtual cheers, uh, for $33.99 at the general store, you can get the hops. They're calling it a hop slam mania. Ooh, what does it get? Uh, it's what do you a, get? It's a virtual kit. You're going to get hops and malt samples that they use in Hop Slam. So that we're doing the guided sensory tour. You'll have something to smell, to Ooh. touch, to taste even a little bit. Uh, they're doing snifter glasses, a Hop Slam tin tacker, which I don't have. That would be pretty mm. sweet. And uh, they're also giving away a, uh, it's going to be a contest. There are three different prizes they're giving away during the virtual event. Hop Slam blanket and t-shirt. Oh, holla. Hop Slam blanket and sweatshirt. <laughs> I want that so bad. And the grand prize is a Hop Slam, a handmade Hop Slam pillow along with the blanket and the sweatshirt. Sweet. And they're giving away three Hop Slam mini kegs that have been signed by none other than the man Larry Bell himself. Could you imagine trying to plow through a solo Hop Slam mini keg by yourself? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, if, if they're going to do two of these things, January 21st, which is the big, I think, the Hop Slam release locally, and then February 4th when it starts to hit other markets. So uh, keep your eyes on that. If you follow Bells on Twitter, there's the uh, the place to go to sign up and everything. But that, that, to me, there have been some virtual events over the last year that have been cool, and there are mm-hmm. some that have been quite lame. Yeah, some and real stinkers. That one's kind of a nice in-between, where if you're a super fan of this particular beer or you just want to learn more, but... Uh, you know what? You know what Hop Slam always reminds me of getting kicked out of a South Bend Brew Fest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then going over to Fiddler's and then having another one of those snifters after I'm like three sheets already. Yeah, if you've had so enough at a, a brew t- fest, where they're like, "Please, Mister Miller, we'd like you to leave," and you're like, "Yo, yeah, well, I'm gonna go drink more somewhere else." Then that's probably what I'm, I'm gonna pregame the virtual class there that we go. do with the the virtual tours and they're, stuff. They're gonna like, uh, Mister Miller, uh, you're nodding off, please. <laughs> virtual Q and A. Any questions? <laughs> Dude. And you got some time off coming up on the holidays as well. Tell me about Zach Miller's holiday drinking because everybody typically the you know it's that time of year social gatherings. If you're into craft beer, this is a great time to get a little bit more involved in the hobby. If you get my drift. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, like a lot of times we build up our cellars all year long. When you know, whenever you go, and we haven't really gone a whole lot of places this year, so the cellars a little light. It's more coming off the cellar than actually adding to. Mm. Um, and, and so that's what I'm typically doing. I'm drinking stuff from years past, 2018 and before, uh, is typically what I like to drink. But uh, drinking around the holidays, I look for basically all the Christmas ales that I could possibly find. The ones with like kind of that nice spice uh, spruciness yeah. to it. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I've seen Three yeah. Floyd's Alpha Claws on shelves all over the place now. It's a good porter. Yeah. And it's an Imperial porter, too. Yeah, if you're um, after it. I know that Citywide Downtown had it, and uh, a couple of Belmonts I've seen it at as well. Yeah, that actually Alpha Claws and uh, uh, Sleeping Lion from Bear Hands are two of like, my favorite Imperial porters to be drinking like right around this time. Tasty. 
Yeah, so good. So, so darker things. Um, also, my drinking habits tend to be uh, more frequent, and they go for longer periods of time during the day because I'll have the time off. And like, I know that this, uh, well, this coming Thursday and Friday, we're actually going up north to spend the holidays up at oh, my, fun. like, just away from every everything and everybody and, and you, stuff. You usually drink pretty good when you're up there because that's up where uh, where Petoskey is. Petoskey some... Bruins up there. Beards is up there. Uh, both places are still open doing carryout sales. I know it's a little different, uh, different rules and stuff, but because it's um, Michigan, yeah, Michigan. But um, no, that's that's kind of what I I do. We start, I mean, earlier and more often is basically my drinking pattern what about you uh, i'm in the same boat there are beers that i could that i get to try now that i'm on vacation that i wouldn't dare you know mess around with during the week because if you're gonna yeah. get, if you're gonna get into a real solid session or like a tasting you want to be able to take your time with it like uh vacation days when i'm off and just dinking around in the garage all day or just you know really relaxing in pajama pants you can take your time and one guy can work his way through an entire dark lord or if you've been sitting on something special for a long time that you know, if you're if you're out with the boys on a Saturday night or you're doing something that it's not really the time to break that out. But it is fun to me because a lot of these larger format beers we get, the bombers and the even the bourbon county stuff that's sixteen and a half, sixteen point nine ounces, mm-hmm. that is a lot for one person on a night. But a lot of times you're out uh with people and how many times have you had one of those beers and you had the whole thing to yourself? Uh, two weekends ago. Okay, bad, bad person, bad person <laughs> to ask. So, I know. But I would say nine times out of ten, I open something special. I'm not the only one drinking it. And that's good. And, that's a good friend. But when you have the time off and you have the time in the entire day to just take your time with it, you also get to experience some of those stouts and those, especially with, like, you know, with the, with the adjunct flavors. Mm-hmm. How it starts out tasting one way, and by the time you get down to the bottom of the bottle and it's room temperature or maybe it's it's warmed up even a little bit more than that, depending on what you're doing, you know, you're tasting a different beer. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because you're you're able to sit on it a lot longer and and um before, and before hang on. The, yeah, before the show came around, I was a dirty ditch pig. I used to open them up, be like, "Dude, let's go, let's go." Hold it. You know, and shotgun. Uh, and over the course of us learning more about the uh, the the art of the craft beer and what these beers do as they come up to temperature, like it's it's maybe a lot more patient. But uh, you'd sit back and just just wait. You know what I like doing also before the pandemic, how you're talking about, you know, opening up a, a beer with a couple of buddies is going down to like a, a pub or someplace local, local breweries and just doing a whole flight yeah. worth of whatever they've got. And and you could still do that somewhat here in our state, but. Uh, oh, Michigan, no. not for you. No, I know. Oh, no, no, can't, no. Can't do that this time. Go yeah. sled in and have some beers. It's also a great chance when you've got time off and uh, and, you're, and you're homebound, especially, to, to go back and maybe, like, I don't want to say do redos, but mm-hmm. um, over the summer, I got a chance to have a bottle of Crooked Use Friend of the Devil. Ooh, is it good? Well, here's the, yeah, it tasted great at the uh-huh. time, but it was also, it was my birthday weekend. We were deep into it. I split the bottle like seven ways, but I've got a bottle of it downstairs that I've been cellaring since. And I'm looking forward to actually sitting down and really think, like, you know, Thinking about the beer as I'm drinking it. That's cool, because I got one in my cellar, too. That's that's one that I would bring up. Yeah, they said it ages incredibly well, but I don't know if this one's going to live through the uh, the Christmas holiday. But it's also going to be nice to sit down and focus your attention on the beer, because also, how many times are we drinking craft beer? And it's a very social setting. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not really going anywhere over the vacation, and I'm not having anybody over, so it's pretty much just going to be my wife and I. Yeah. You know. Hang out, hang out, drink a beer, put on a record, or yeah, uh, you know, but a it'll be movie. fun. It'll be fun to sit back and actually give some thought to these, and not carry on a conversation with you know seven or eight people when you're mm-hmm. out, and just really think about it. But that's one of the beers I'm most excited about trying. But also, it'll give me a redo so I can go back, revisit my untapped check in from June, <laughs> and say, all right, what did I say about this beer? I'm like, why am I not getting to that now? Is it because I was super drunk when I had it? I don't know. <laughs> 
So I am looking forward to going back and, and trying some of that. But it is fun to be able to sit back over the holidays, you know, take a deep breath, take mm-hmm. some time. All your holiday shopping's done. Every everything's pretty much finished. Just relax and yeah. enjoy, dude. And I'm I'm excited for you because it vacation starts tomorrow. So this is the kind of show we run where we're excited about each other being able to drink. Like yeah. I'm excited that Zach's going up north to drink in a few days. <laughs> He's excited that I'm going to stay home for two weeks and drink. Just drink all day. Yeah, you know what this is. The hobby's all about supporting one another. So if uh, if we can be all hands in the middle and support each other uh, over serving ourselves at home, then so be it. We're all in this together. Yes, we are. <laughs> this is music to my beers. We've got the B movie on tap. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B movie. It is that time of year. Actually, it's that time of show again where we like to sit down, sit back, and peer, peer some movies and some beer in a little segment Zach and I call the B movie. And all month long, we've been doing Christmas movies, obviously. So now we're going to do what I really think should be America's favorite. It's your favorite? Um. I'm a sucker for a Christmas story. Okay. For whatever yeah. reason. I didn't care for that movie when I was younger, but the older I, I get, love it. it makes me nostalgic for a time that I wasn't around for. It's <laughs> no. oh, super weird. <laughs> I want to imagine Christmas being like that. Yeah, those were the days, man. Those were the days. I, I wasn't alive during that period, but uh, I wasn't even alive when they first made the movie, I don't think. But uh, no, I'm talking about Clark Griswold and the uh, perennial favorite Christmas Vacation. I was so surprised to see one of our sales reps downstairs. I don't know if I should name her by name. I'll do it. Okay, Esther has never seen a Christmas, or uh, not a Christmas story, but Christmas Vacation. I almost brought in the DVD this past week because I was like, how have you not seen that? And that was seven years ago. She shared a memory on her Facebook page about how she hasn't seen it. Is it worth renting? I'm like, totally. The more that I see this movie, like the more that I watch it as I get older, the more I find relatable to like almost every scene in that movie. It's one of the rare movies where, okay, Vacation was a fantastic movie. Great movie. Christmas Vacation equally as good if not better i love it you know there's a huge drop off with vegas vacation and european vacation oh yeah but those fir- those first two they're incredible <laughs> movies they're hilarious and they hold up very very well and a different she's robbing, rusty she's robbing herself of joy i know seriously i and i love that if you've seen the first vacation you then get that it's a different rusty and a different um what's the daughter's name Oh geez, I'm spacing. I, I I can think of the character or like who plays the character is uh, Julianne. Uh, I know now. Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis. Right, yes. Right. Um, but I love that movie. Yeah, it's it's great. It, it's 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 kind of like I don't want to say Bud Light, but in a, in a regard, it's like if you're in a we had a, a family gathering a couple of years ago when you could still do that, and mm-hmm. everyone was over, like we should watch a movie. Yes. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was the one movie that wasn't available on uh, on you know streaming or DVR or whatever. So I actually bought it, the digital thing. I'm like, boom, we're going to buy this right now because this is the movie that I guarantee everyone in the room will at least laugh at. Yes, and you can watch it like all year round. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. It, it's one of probably five Christmas movies that I have to watch every year. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to give this thing uh, one six-pack of Alpha Claws, because I don't need to get carried away when I'm watching it to have a great time. It's uh, it's one of those really funny, really quotable, everybody and everybody has had one of those moments during the holidays where you're like, everything sucks. <laughs> and then you know what? It all works out in the end. It never goes the way that you played it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cousin no. Eddie shows up, you've got the next-door neighbors who aren't really into the Christmas spirit. They're the... Um, what's what's her nuts from? Yeah, uh, the DTSB had a costume contest a handful of years ago for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and I won dressed as Cousin Eddie. You were Cousin Eddie? Yeah, down at the State Theater. I've still got the trophy, yeah. 
Did you go around saying that it's uh, full? He was full, and I did. <laughs> I did. It was great. Um, I, like you, think that this is in the upper echelon of like all Christmas movies. There's only a few others, Christmas Story being one that I actually had put above this. But this one always ranks like two or three in my list um, of Christmas movies. And I would go with one six-pack of Fistmas from Revolution. Okay. The Holiday Ale, it comes in at 6.5. So, I mean, it's like... It's going to get the job done, but it's also... It's going to help you maintain so you're not the one falling asleep on the couch with everybody else still enjoying themselves. I would probably start the Christmas movie at noon, so I know that, for a fact, I'm not going to fall asleep. I'm just going to start <laughs> drinking at noon, too. Yeah, something about a full belly with a couple of beers in you late in the evening. You're like, well, the sun went down to 5 o'clock. Time for old Zachy P to take a nap. Yeah. Uh, today, though, I'm pretty excited. Last weekend, we had our first chance ever to publicly purchase uh, beer from Brandon and the uh, family at Niles Brewing Company. Yeah. You ran up there. You immediately got everything they had to offer. I was a little bit late on the draw last Saturday when I got on. Oh. The, I got on Facebook. I'm like, oh damn, that's today. And yeah. then by the time I got to the website, they were all sold out of all but two. So I got a couple of cans, and I wanted to wait to bring it on the show before I tried it because obviously it's a can, so I can't have some and then bring some in. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and they're, he's doing the same thing uh, again this weekend, where you can order online, and he has pickup hours today. So you only got two of them, uh, two of the flavors? Yes. Okay, gotcha. And, and I brought one of them here today with me, uh, clocking it at 5.25% alcohol by volume, a, 13, a mere 13 IBUs. Ooh. The Fruit Punch Wow. Oh, yeah. Now, I've opened it, and I'm already getting the heavy, like, this is like a... It smells like Hawaiian punch, doesn't it? Very fruity, soda poppy beer. Um, We've laughed about it before, man. Imagine if you're a kid nowadays stealing a beer from your parents' cabinet, and this is the beer you take, and you're like, God, this tastes amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's beer for the children. <laughs> I, um, full disclosure, I had all of them over the weekend, because I, I jumped on, I want to say it was like 10.08, and I was like, yes, I got to get onto his website and order the beer. Um, and then I ran up there later in the afternoon... Did curbside pickup with the the children's, anyways, and uh, and then went home and I had one with dinner and then split one with my wife. I'm an idiot here. Before we try it, does the the Wow and the Fruit Punch Wow stand for anything? Is it like an acronym or is it just Fruit Punch Wow? I don't know. He had a Blueberry Wow as well, and um, I don't know if that's kind of be going to be like a series that he does, like a WoW series. The, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. The body's great. It looks just like the name implies. Looks like Fruit Punch. You know what it reminds me of with the mm. uh, with the carbonation of the body? Yeah. What's that 7-Up Sherbert punch that everybody makes at like the school dances back oh, in the day? Oh, the holiday punch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's got that same kind of like slight, ever so slight head on it. But I'm going to go ahead and have this now, so bear with mm. me while I taste it. Oh, yeah. The nose on there just smells like Hawaiian punch. Yeah, boy, that's something. The tanginess is what you get—a tanginess and like a tartness on the finish that you don't necessarily get from the nose. Mm-hmm. But this sour. Is, this is great and super chuggable. I see how you could sit down and just do work on one of these. I, I had to do a double take when I was sitting there and like, um, so you guys got the juice, kids. Uh, I've got the beer, right? Because it it does. You're right. That's what it reminds me of. That that punch. That um, it would be like that sherbet seven up. Sprite, whatever, um, but it's got kind of that, it's got a little bit of the um, the carbonation that you would get from that, like the soda pops. Yeah, I, but, I, I think this is uh, this is very well done, but it's it's funny because you look, your fruit punch, wow, that name starts making more sense the more you drink of it, but... It's chuggable. Yeah, 5.25 is a great, 
it's uh, you know a, more than more than your standard uh, like your pale or your macro brew, but at the same time, it's not going to knock you too far off your feet. But this is yeah, this is absolutely great. Mm-hmm. I uh, had the uh, the cream ale as well, and I thought I like that get, one. Yeah, I, I have that one at, at home, and I don't. And I know that uh, it's probably not the smartest thing for me to do to hang on these cans for as long as I can because he's putting them no. on sale every weekend. But I wanted to hang on to this one just to make sure that it was going to be. The first Niles Brewing Company beer that I ever tried that I paid for it was mm-hmm. going to be like on music to my beers, but this yeah, this is great. This is fantastic. I wish yeah, I should have saved all my cans and we could have done a whole uh, flight of them taste test. But that's that's a good idea. Um, I like that he's doing them in cans because you can hold on to them longer than what you normally would with like a growler and stuff. So you pick up these cans this weekend. And then you can actually take them to holiday gatherings and have other people try them as well. Yeah, if you'd like to find out how you can get your hands on some, and I do know that later on today, uh, Brandon's got some pickup hours at the Niles Brewing Company located easily downtown. Not too far from the old Secretary of State in downtown Niles. Uh, right across <laughs> I thought from, you were going to talk about something else. No, no, right across <laughs> from uh, from Pizza Transit. And, okay. uh, you know, maybe head to the schmischmenchery on the way home. Uh, but well done, man. And you can go to the Niles Brewing Company on Facebook and find all the hours of the availability. They may have cans available today. They may not. Mm-hmm. Some might sell out quicker than others. Yeah, we could check, but I'm super lazy. I've got a beer in my hand, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not doing research right now. I'm enjoying myself. So there we go. Our Fruit Punch Wild review of the Niles Brewing Company. All right. Time for the uh, point in the program where we talk about the... we, we Well, okay, so we've this is 5.25, right? Yeah. Did you have a couple before the show started today? I don't know. I don't know where my head's at. Um, so this is like our blockbuster uh, choice... Editor's picks, choice picks, uh, Hollywood video, Hollywood video. Oh, that's that was my first job actually. Really, Hollywood video. I uh, like the one on the south side that then became a Chinese buffet and is now a Mexican restaurant. No, I uh, down in Atlanta. I was I was there, and I, my first job was to like rewind uh, the video VHSs. I got into the game right as you were. We're, your whole job was to rewind tapes. Rewind tapes, and then when they trusted me enough to run the register, then I started, you know, hooking people up with memberships and what, whatnot. What movies did you remember renting to people? Um, Butterfly Effect was the big one. Ashton <laughs> <laughs> Kutcher was still a movie star. Well, I, I do remember the one night, and I know that we're going way off subject, but the one night we we stayed up all night long to take all the VHS that were around on the outside around oh. and convert those to DVDs, Ooh. and then there was only a small VHS section, and we had to put the rest on sale. Wow. Yeah, the shrink wrap gun, I would do that and whatnot. This important moment in uh, Hollywood video history brought to you by a young Zach Miller. <laughs> Out there retting the butterfly effect, probably had like some frosted tips, maybe a puka shell necklace. Totally puka shell necklace, yeah. like long pac- hair. Looking like Pacific somewhere threw up on you before you went to work. Totally. That and Hollister were my jam. Oh, oh I know. All right, pick your beers. Okay, so my beers for the pick six this pick six this time around are um, one that my wife brought home and surprised me with, and and she knows that around this season I like to get some Christmas sales, um, and I like to do a, like a mixer. But she saw the whole six pack. She thought it looked kind of nice, and um, it is good. It's it's a little maltier than I like. Um, it has a little bit of the spruceness to it, a little bit of the pininess, but the Christmas IPA from Goose Island clocks in at a seven five. You're you're having one or two. It's like the two hearted. It's yeah. it's good. Um, speaking of two hearted, I always love Bell's Christmas Ale around this time, and I don't remember it always being a Scotch Ale. I feel like they've kind of changed it over the years, but they've landed on the Scotch Ale as the Christmas Ale um, for them, and they even changed it up this year where they stuck the Scotch Ale in bourbon barrels and then kind of made it a, a uh, an old fashioned. Have you tried that one yet? No. So good. 
it clocks in at like 11.5 or something like that. It's worth the pickup. It tastes like you've made yourself an old-fashioned because they put the, the maraschino cherries in there plus the, the oranges. And Bell's Old Fashioned is definitely one. Get the Christmas ale. Try it next to the old-fashioned. And uh, that might be for a pretty good evening. And then my go-to, this, it's been my go-to for probably the last, t- no, 10 years, 11 years. The Southern Tier Two Xmas. Okay, I love it. I it. I think that one is like eight or above, and it's it's definitely like your standard traditional Christmas ale. That if you're if you like those flavors um, that come with it, then I, it, it's more multi. It's not a whole lot of hops in there. So check that out. Um, what about you? Uh, one of them I already mentioned earlier in the show, and I've only got one left. And I know they had it on sale in. They've had it on. I swear they had it on sale in between when I got mine and uh, and now. But Crooked Use Friend of the Devil. One, Ooh. I'm excited to see what it actually tastes like when I'm not hammered, and I'm also excited. This is the first thing from the Crooked U I've had that's been aged that I've aged. Yeah. So I'm excited to uh, to try that and see how the boys did. I'm looking uh, looking forward to having that. It's, that's going to be one of those beers I talked about sitting down and just enjoying. Uh, another one is one that I just picked up, and I've got two bottles of it: one for saving and one for drinking. Uh, our buddy Old Man Ernie got a ton of this, and he's been peeling through these and said, so far, this is his favorite of the entire Bourbon County lineup, but it's their uh, Carmella. Mm. Supposedly, it's it's well, it's a wheat wine, and it's aged in, uh, I've got the Larceny Wheated Bourbon Barrels, but they have apple, cinnamon. It's supposed to be like drinking a caramel apple. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, he said it's fantastic, and he's he's had three or four. He had the Kentucky Fog and a couple of the other uh, parts of the lineup, and he said, still... His absolute favorite so far is the Carmella, so I'm looking forward to trying that. Is she shelving any of those, or is he just I, I have no idea. Drinking it fresh. He's got a stout collection that's just absurd. <laughs> you know, if there's, a, if there's some sort of an Armageddon, I'm going to his house because I know I'll be taken care of. Oh, yeah. And another one is, uh, is one I had recently. It was a milk stout. I don't really get a lot of these. It's a double milk stout from Terrapin. It's the Mexican-style chocolate imperial Muhu. Ooh, Muhu's good. Just Muhu, the original, but I'd like to try that Mexican chocolate one. I don't typically go out and pick this beer up, pick up like a, a double milk stout, like the Moloco or mm-hmm. whatever it was from Three Floyds. Uh, but my wife picked this one up, and we were just kind of looking to get something different. And uh, out of the four pack, I had half because I thought this this is actually good. And you forget how much of that lactose smooths everything out, just makes mm-hmm. that creamy, almost buttery richness when you're drinking it. And it's got that uh, that Jocavesa, uh spice to it, but. Uh, since since we because we found it at the Belmont up by uh, Heritage Square, oh, and yeah. since then I've seen it everywhere I go. So if you if you want some, it's available just about everywhere. I'm gonna have to go get some of that. That sounds good. Yeah, we are gonna take a quick minute, and uh, we've done this a few times in the past and had a lot of fun with it. But our friends over at Uprocks.com uh, release they'll they'll do like the ten best IPAs to chase down in October. Oh yeah, you know the ten best j- beers that these bartenders say to crush around the pool in the summertime. And uh, th- I like that they talk to industry people too because you get the a real feel from them. Yeah, and this one is right up Zach's alley because he's a big fan. But it's bartender approved Christmas sales to keep your holidays bright and merry. I love Christmas sales, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the fact that I just drink them around like. The two weeks around Christmas. I think a typically. lot of it is they pull from that same spice family where it's the nutmeggy, the spite, the allspice, the, uh, uh. the gingerbread. The first beer that they list, and uh, the one thing I like about the Uproxx list is most of the stuff is easily, you can find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Guinness Imperial Gingerbread Stout. I haven't Ooh. seen this. I don't know where to get it. What's the clock in it? Does it say? Uh, doesn't say, but it, uh, a bartender in New York City says that uh, this is the the go to for her around the holidays, and uh, it's it's got heavy gingerbread, uh, a lot of the spice, the cinnamon, coffee flavors to go along with it. 
And it's got definitely, it's a, it looks like it's a Guinness bottle from way back in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. It's super old school looking. So, Red and gold there. Yeah, I'm going to keep my eye open. It could be sitting on the shelves right now, but I just, I haven't kept an eye out for on it. On the label, it says aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels. So I wonder who they teamed up with. Mm. Would it be Jim Beam? Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. But Interesting. Next, i check it out. The next one's right up Zach's alley. It's the yes. Prairie Seasick Crocodile. That one looks, just the can design looks amazing. I'd say that just to put up on the shelf. And usually you think Christmas ales, you think uh, like a strong ale or a stout or, or something just in that thicker family. This one's actually a sour, but it's made with cranberry, cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg. That's similar to the one that uh, my brother does, the Grandma's Getting Sauce. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah, and and that was funny because we had that beer from OutRun, and you could taste. It wasn't like an extract or like a, a powder. It was a real honest-to-God. It tasted like ginger, was, like root was just chopped up and tossed in. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, Alaskan Smoked Porter from the Alaskan Brewing Company. Hmm. Haven't seen this. I'm Usually I'm tapped out on smoked beers. Yeah, they're, they're, not feeling it. They're interesting as part of a flight, but I've never had one that I thought, holy smokes. I should have brought, because uh, my brother did a Rauch beer where it was a smoked peach beer. And the smoke with the peach kind of gave it uh, almost like a barbecue porta pit chicken. Yeah. Um, um, and I don't know. It was good. I imagine that'd probably be, and I've I've got to do more, you know, uh, not research, but I've got to be smarter about, you know, how you compare wines and foods. We've been to beer dinners. Yes. I bet I would appreciate a smoked porter more or a smoked ale if it came, if I, there was something with it that was paired to it as far as food goes. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. When was that that we did a wine or a beer dinner? LKT about a year ago. Oh, that was so much fun. I think it was in the holidays of last year because it was pre-pandemic. We were all down downtown. Yeah. Uh, another one of the uh, the Uproxx list of the uh, absolute holiday ales you must chase down this season comes from right, right north of us. It's Bell's Christmas Ale. That's a good one. The Christmas Ale, again, that was in my, my pick six because I really do enjoy picking that one up and Stella Artois every single year. Stella Artois. Stella. I've never understood the appeal. What? <laughs> uh, Samuel Adams Winter Lager is another one on the list. Uh, I Interesting. Haven't, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Anchor Brewings Christmas uh, Happy Ale. They changed something up this year, and I can't remember what it was. Um, I might have to look that up, but there's something on the bottle that they changed this year around. Yeah, it's a uh, it, they use uh, some cocoa notes and uh, and some baking spices, but it's it's one of those like winter warmer type of beers. Mm. And then another one that's near and dear to my heart is the Christmas Ale from Great Lakes Brewing Company. This was always my, you know, you you drink the Sierra Nevada celebration, totally. Yeah, this is my this time of year. It's it's Alpha Claus and it's Great Lakes Brewing Company's Christmas Ale because it's even just looking at the uh, the, the the berries on the the six pack, you're like, oh, it's Christmas time. Oh, I love that. So that one is it's got kind of some honey to it and some other spices and whatnot. It's. It's not a hoppy beer, right? No, it's not an IPA. No, no, it's it's definitely it's an ale, and uh, you you drink it slow, and it, you can drink it cold if you want. Let it open it up. It's it's great. Mm. It's also not going to break the bank, and it's not hard to find. No, <laughs> uh, Avery Brewing's Old Jubilation is another one you should check out, and this one is always fun because this is the section of the liquor store that I never ever pay much attention to. It's the imports. Oh, it's yeah. always the weird European craft beer, strong ale, like you know the. Just the, like the Dunkles. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Bernardus makes a Christmas ale. He's got the hat, the Christmas hat, right? I, dude, I've seen this bottle. Hat. I know I have, but I'm always like, I'm like, I'm going to turn around now and look at the IPAs in the cooler. <laughs> Get that one. It's it's good. Um, You've had it? 
Yes, and it's been some years. I want to say it was like five years ago I, I went and got it, and I really like it. It kind of um, it had some sugariness to it. Like with the Belgians, you already get that candied sugar, but then put in like any additional um, baking spices and stuff to go along with it. It tastes it's really Christmassy. Actually, I think that would be the inspiration for a lot of the American-style ones. We'll throw the link up on our Facebook page if you want to run any of these down, but it is, it's always fun to take a, a, a second drink outside your normal lane for a bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, totally time to uh, tell you about what's coming up, what we can look forward to, maybe some changes in the industry, and uh, some things like big news came out this week from uh, Monday Night Brewing. You familiar with Monday Night Brewing? I'm not. Enlighten me. It's an Atlanta brewery, and they've got a new COO, and she's going to oversee sales and production. And I think Monday Night would be just like Orpheus. There's a lot of Atlanta beers coming up. You had a Terrapin in your pick six, and we saw some Sweetwater Terrapin coming this way. Orpheus is now in our direction. Um, Monday Night is the next one, I think, that's going to be... Fingers crossed, coming up this way. My brother actually worked for them for a hot second, um, working on some recipes and, and stuff um, back before he opened OutRun. So good for them. They've got a new COO, and uh, they they just said, you know, as we look ahead to our company-wide goals and plans for 2021 and beyond, we're excited to announce an organizational restructure that will position Monday night to better live out our core values. Oh. Yeah, so little culture thing there for them. I feel like we're following like the CEO happenings and the uh, <laughs> upper managements. That's nice. I feel classy. Music <laughs> my beers taking a turn. Yeah. So congratulations to um, Rachel Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out here on our beer show. If you listen. Um, okay. So the other thing that was big this week that I saw was Journeyman. We were up there. Was it two years ago? Up there for their raw at the barrel that beer fest where they. They have different breweries put um, yeah. the beer in the journeyman barrels. Yeah, the Isla's Barrel-Aged Brewfest. Yes, yes. So now they're... Last they're time like, we were there was the uh, night of Garth Brooks and that giant storm. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. It was. Um, so now what they're doing is they, they're, they've done a collaboration backwards. Instead of taking beer and putting it in their barrels, they take uh, a Goose Island beer in collaboration with Goose Island Brewery, and they took... Uh, Whiskey, which was aged in two year for two years in fifteen gallon barrels, and finished then in a Goose Island Bourbon County Stout barrel for eight months. Oh, and then it brings about some uh, nuanced flavors. But it's it's a pretty big price point. But if you've got a Goose Island lover that you're looking to buy Christmas gifts for, I would highly suggest getting there. They they do re- have really good bourbon up there, Journeyman. Um, and it's only hop, skip, and a jump for us. It's a long Uber ride home, I heard. <laughs> I heard. Um, and then, of course, sad news. Everybody's talking about it on the Facebook. Uh, Three Floyds permanently closing the Munster Brew Pub. Yeah, you and I sort of talked about this off the air before the show started, that uh, it doesn't seem like... It seems to me like this is something they wanted to do all along, and now mm-hmm. they've got their excuse to do it, because uh, they, they shut down all... All operations of the brew pub, even though Indiana had opened to a point over the summer where we got the stage four and a half or five where you could have in-person dining and socially distance. But it it seems, especially with the new distillery and their bottling business and how well distribution's going and all the new beers are rolling out, that it's just a cost. Hot hot take. Yeah. Their food wasn't that great anyways. You go uh, for the beer. I don't know. Hey, the uh, one of the, the best meals I've ever had in my life, I had that Three Floyds brew pub. It was um, after Whiskey Fest in Chicago one year. They had bone marrow. Ooh. I'd never had bone marrow in my life, but I was just drunk enough. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get it. It was great. 
Interesting. Yeah, you take it out, you spread it on this little baguette they had, and I'm sure there are some other nuanced things in it. That was the first time, I, first and only time I've seen it on a menu. It was, it was outstanding. Wow. Uh, huh. I'm going to miss the rude staff and the loud music. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, the only reason that I would ever stop, I've never eaten there, but the only reason that I would ever stop is to carry out beers. It was like the receptionist from Ghostbusters. They're like, are, do you, are, is your bedside manner like her? Then you can work here. She's like, Ghostbusters, what do you want? Like, Great Floyds, what do you want? What do you want? Yeah, it was part of its charm, though. Like, you know, the, the cannibal corpse and the rude uh, wait staff was sort of its charm. I'm, I'm hoping that they found places for everybody. You know, maybe it's uh, shift brewing, production right. staff, all that stuff. I did like going in there and thinking, wow, I am not cool enough to work at this place. <laughs> I'm barely cool enough to shop here and eat here, but I'm barely, I, there's no way in hell I'd be ever cool enough to work there. You you definitely need to work on your, yeah, your bedside manner yeah. and maybe a few more tattoos. Yeah, maybe I'll get like a neck tattoo. Yeah. You know. Mad at my dad or something. Post Malone could work there. He could. He could. <laughs> Although he smiles too much. He's a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, and he likes the Bud Light. So. That's true. He's yeah. a crispy boy. Uh, that's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. And uh, next week, rather than do a sad two-man Christmas party, we thought we would relive, one, one of our favorite events of the year, but also oh, yeah. also an event that COVID robbed us of this year. We're going to go back, and we're going to replay last year's Christmas party. One, you'll notice we're drinking outrageous beers. Two... You'll also notice how happy and carefree we all seem to be without the weight of a pandemic on our shoulders. So uh, from Zach and uh, and myself, on behalf of Music to My Beers, thank you for a great year this year, and uh, we will see you back here uh, as soon as we can. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.